Lights, camera, action. Hello and welcome to another edition of Movie Madness in association with Spitballing Pod. I'm Luke Byron, joined as always by Tom Kennett and Keenan Bonner. Once again, Sean Shute isn't with us again, so I've got his scorecards, but no real backup on there. He's like a boxing judge. He's submitted his scorecard and he doesn't have to answer any questions about it. So. <laughs> he has assured me he's watched Harold and Kumar. He sent me a quote while watching yesterday, which we'll get into in that episode, but hey... I can't ask him any questions, so... Actually, in fact, I did ask him a question, and that's when he told me that he couldn't come on the podcast, so maybe I scared him off. Anyway, we're now in the second round of the bracket. We have three episodes last week. Three that I'll drop across the end of this week. Today's matchup is 1994 Dumb and Dumber, through after beating Happy Gilmore in round one, up against 2004's Anchorman, through after beating the 40-year-old Virgin in round one. So... They've both overcome a lot to get here. Let's not not give any credit to the journey. There's two big scalps there that they've taken out, and now they get to face off against each other. So, same as last week, we've got the sequels. We'll get into what we love most about the film, a nitpick, the last scene standing, and a line from a film that works the Tinder bio. And then I will give you the scores. So, sequels or lack thereof, these are two sequels who... They'd probably rather we didn't talk about in relation to the first one. (laughs) And Dumb and Dumber really should be right up our alley when you look at this podcast. It's written by Sean Anders. It's directed by J.B. Rogers. And it's got Rob Riggle in in one of the main roles. But I don't know if either of you have sat and watched it any time recently. Not great. No. Uh... My only experience of an open air cinema watching Dumb and Dumber 2. Okay. Oh boy. Mm. It unfortunately it just felt like another sequel that nobody asked for. I would say mm. if you're waiting 20, 20 years to make it, there's probably a reason you didn't make it sooner. Do have to say as well, um, when we spoke with JV, was very happy to talk about working with the Farrelly brothers. Did not yeah. make any mention of the sequel. <laughs> no. <laughs> We gave him ample um, opportunity, and he just kept quiet. <laughs> so I read a review that said, let's face it, honking, braying dullards no longer feel like a novelty in mainstream entertainment. And that probably is quite fair, because the whole being overly stupid as a comedic outlet is done so much now that it's not quite as fresh as it was, I imagine, when Dumb and Dumber came out. No. And so you really need to be bringing something new to the table, because... Unfortunately, even if you were the masters of it originally, we've seen it that much now that we're kind of numb to it. The other point being, we've waited 20 years to do a sequel, is that original audience that you had are a lot older. That's the big they, thing, isn't they it? Might, they might come back in and think, oh my God, Dumb and Dumber 2, let's go. Because I did. It's the only reason I went to watch it, was yeah. even though I'd seen things saying, oh, it's awful. <laughs> I loved the first one that much. That I was like, oh, I'll definitely so I'll make sure I watch it. And then it wasn't. Well, I mean... The premise being them trying to find Harry's newly discovered daughter who is given up for adoption, who Lloyd then falls in love with, and Harry wants one of her kidneys. So <laughs> it's like 
There's not something to it in there. It's like some of the ones we used to do on, our, on the Monday podcast where we find like the most ridiculous film bios on IMDb and that would be right up there amongst them. There was yeah. also some kind of mind reading device thrown in there along the way too. So yeah, it's a, it's, it's, it wasn't it's a lot. Probably the best thing about it is that it wasn't entirely memorable, so it doesn't too, do too much to tarnish the original one. Yeah, I feel, I feel like in trying to do too much there, they've kind of fallen into the trap of a more modern film where they're trying to get as much into it as possible. Whereas the first one, I'm not saying there wasn't a lot to it, but it was a fairly yeah. simple plotline to follow. I know it's meant yeah. to be stupid, but the fact that they've essentially said that he's been in this like uh, ward for 20 years, him coming in and out, and he just pretends to be completely out of it just to make one joke. Even it wound me up more than it made me laugh. <laughs> the whole premise it did annoy of it me, right actually, from yeah. the opening scene. <laughs> I do remember being annoyed by it as I watched it. Yeah. Um, and it's even the way the joke's delivered because he jumps out and he's like, I got you. Brilliant. Yeah, and then, okay. and then he acknowledges it and says, oh, that was great. And it's like, if they don't have the mental capacity to do anything else, to hold a joke for 20 years for a start is something. So <laughs> yeah. He's gone it's past ridiculous. various medical professionals. Yeah. Yeah. And in the in the first film, like you look at some of the stuff they get away and say in the first film, it's, like, it's not quite happening, is it? But also, uh, like he's like, oh, yeah, good joke. You've just lost your best pal for 20 years. Yeah. Like, I can't really see. <laughs> yeah, tell you what, mate. Cracking banner. Um, you're 48 now, so you've missed a lot. Right. And then, Madness. on the other side of it with Anchorman, this was a sequel that quite literally everyone was asking for for years. Yeah. And it's almost like the pressure was too much. Like, we knew we'd laugh going in, but the amount we laughed and what we laughed at was going to be a difference maker, and it didn't really deliver there. It was, it's like trying to climb something higher than, than Mount Olympus or, or trying to scale something more than Everest. Do you know what I mean? It, it, as, a, as a standalone film, like we said it on the pod, it's a genuine like comic behemoth. Mm. So I get, I think eventually it was always going to get a sequel just because the, the money was there. But you were never going to, you were, were you ever really going to outdo it? And, you are always, pro- you are most likely going to be disappointed. Well, it's strange, isn't it, to be able to be disappointed at a comedy while you were laughing through it? Yeah. And I remember being sat in the cinema, and we may have watched it together, TK, I'm not sure, but I remember the kind of feeling in the cinema was that we are laughing, but oof, this, this isn't great. Yeah. And I thought the main difference was that with the original, there's so many standout moments. Like when we did Best Scene the first time around, there was plenty that we picked out and Literally, what I remember from the second one is that the fight was big. I remember Kanye was in the fight. Yeah. Um, I remember there being a scene in like an RV with them spinning around. Yeah. And the only real scene I can picture clearly is Will Ferrell screaming that he's blind. And even that, <laughs> I, I'm sure, went on longer than it should have done. Yeah, uh, there is a note. There's a scene where he meets his then his new missus uh, family. Um, I can't. I'm not going to do it because I don't think I can get away with it. Uh, there's a there's a bit in the chicken shop where or champs chicken shop where they're talking about bats. It's quite funny and randomly John C. Riley plays the ghost of Stonewall Jackson. It's always stuck with me. Yeah. <laughs> Not good. 
No, just because it was just, it was genuinely just a way to shoe on him in because those two seem to have become synonymous with each other in terms Inseparable. of Inseparable. Yeah. The, fir- the first one as well is literally like dripping in quotables, seemingly like every other line. And so to make this one so like utterly forgettable in terms of, like I've, I've said there, I've watched it on more than one occasion. I think I've given it maybe two tries, maybe one more than that if it was on. But I'm Blind is literally the only quotable that's stuck with me. Uh, yeah. Compared to, compared to where, as we said, you would have hours when you were younger literally just teeing off with back-to-back lines from Anchorman as if you were in like a rap battle going back and forth. Yeah. Again, I, I think it's like the, it's the American Pie thing. Once, once the standard's been set, it's very hard to match. But I do, yeah. I do think... I think if you would have put that cast together, if they would have released the second one as, as the first film, it would have been would have been better received. Or if they'd like, done it two years later, not maybe. What was it like? Eight years? No, nine years later. It, it really was it that long? It came out. Jesus. Twenty thirteen, wasn't it? And the first one it came out. Two thousand four. I know the first one. I thought yeah. I thought the sequel was a little bit a little bit after that, but. Mm. No, it's I don't I, I don't know. Yeah, twenty thirteen and command two. There's a few bits wrong with it. Like the story's odd. Um and and think oh, there is it's just not it's not fantastic. That's if anyone wants that. to go back and watch it, it's uh it's on four O D so it hasn't even made its way to Netflix or uh, <laughs> Amazon Prime. Uh, it was on Netflix for a while to be fair. Oh. I know there's that, that weird thing with them stream bus service, isn't there, where they just kind of rotate their content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how they strike their deals, but it <laughs> seems to be we'll have it. We'll have it for a limited period of time, and then we'll probably leave it. We'll get rid of it yeah. for a while, and then we'll bring it back, and so on. If if we kind of leave like not so much negativity, but we'll we'll go back to being <laughs> positive. So, if I go to you first, Keenan, what do you love most about Dumb and Dumber? Can I say all of it? You can. I mean, I'd like something a bit more specific. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Lloyd and Har- Lloyd and Harry. Um, no, actually, that's that's not true. Lloyd. I like Harry, but what I love about this film is Jim Carrey. Okay. For, for me, it's show the, stealer, isn't he? The the heart being ripped out in the fight scene is uh, <laughs> one that gets me each time. But if to summarise, just compl- just how completely ridiculous it is. There are some films where the second one, as as I've said, I mean, as ridiculous as that first bit is, it's a bit like too far but this was just like the perfect amount of ridiculous yeah right from the start down to the final scene that is the perfect like ribbon on the film yeah uh what about you tk yeah i guess in a similar fashion um in the stupid sort of comedy is normally i I can deal with it to a point but a whole film of it i probably wouldn't enjoy but as you said it's they nailed that balance perfectly in a way that they clearly don't in the second one. Um, the other takeaway from it, I thought, was that something we said before, where the characters don't only like they don't learn a lesson. It seems like they've got more stupid by the end of it. They've actually regressed, yeah. which I kind of <laughs> liked. It kind of went in the face of most films where you're supposed to have some sort of progression. You think the fact that we've all kind of said there that we aren't huge fans of ridiculous comedy. That's my boy is currently. Undefeated in our bracket, has made it past two opponents. So we make some exceptions. It's slightly different, though, isn't it? Yeah, but again, it's got Sandler Pass. It's got a character that drives it. 
Yeah, like, okay, they've yeah. both got they've both got a standout. Like obviously, Lloyd. I don't. No disrespect to Jeff Daniels, but it, Jim Kerry is not. Um, and then him. That's my boy. You've got Donnie. Mm. Yeah, well, we had, didn't we, when we did um, the trivia that he was like their ninth or tenth choice to play the role. I know, and then even his even his people were telling him not to do it because he'll yeah. probably kill his career. <laughs> what What do you love most about Anchorman, Keenan? The dialogue. I know it's basic. The dialogue, all, all the fight scene. Um, like like you said, this it's just so quotable. Which is really difficult to do for a two, like a close to two-hour film, to have because there's bits from the end, there's bit mid, beginning, middle, and there's quotes throughout the whole thing that have just basically transpired time and that still survive now. It's it's strange because if you were thinking of a particular like, quotable film, so so super bad is one that we spoke about last week, yeah, and. A lot of the phrases there are ones that we could quite feasibly fit into a conversation we have. When you go yeah. through Anchorman and half the ones we consider quotable, well, I Love Lamp is never going to make its way <laughs> into a conversation nah. you would think. Yeah, if you ask anyone their favourite Anchorman quote, that's top five. Yeah. <laughs> so it really is like, it's almost gives it an extra like pat on the back because these shouldn't be quotable things in a film. <laughs> no. They should only relate to Anchorman. And yeah. I mean, they do, but like 60% of the time, it works every time. We'll get, <laughs> we'll get dropped into conversation. But right, I thought you were using it in conversation. <laughs> I no, you were no. 60% <laughs> of the quotes work every time. But no, like, it, there is. Because people try and do it. You see films where they try snappy dialogues and they try and land, like, they're trying to land punches and punch lines, and it doesn't quite hold because no. it loses something. But the skill the skill that is in this like the people the people who wrote it and then what was it what they what they sort of did off the cuff and left rolling genuinely it does it just needs complimenting yeah for for me what i love most is um afternoon delight that's just a scene <laughs> that i could watch literally on repeat and i still wouldn't be bored of it so no tk fair. what about you yeah i guess partly about that they've essentially as we said, have the film full of sort of quotes and skits, yet it's still a functioning film. As Keenan said, a lot of other films have tried to do it and it just doesn't work. It just feels awkward. Um, but I guess kind of my thing was the relationship between the four main characters, I guess Afternoon Delight kind of perfectly exemplifies it, but the fact that you could probably speak to different people and they could have a different favourite of Ron, Brian Fantana yeah. and Champ, and they could quote something different from each of them and that's kind of rare, as we've said, with Jim Carrey, his film, any film with him becomes about him. Often is the case with Farrell, obviously it is with Santa. And yet here, they kind of, none of them overpower each other. You could legitimately make a case for each of them being funny. Yeah. You said about films with mainly skits. Did any of you ever watch Movie 43? They called that. Crikey, I don't know really what to say about that, because I did enjoy it while watching it, but Yes, yeah. that is quite literally a film of skits put together. <laughs> yeah, together. and like I know you said there are there's a skit there's a bit with Hugh Jackman in it that's quite funny. There um, is literally stars throughout that film. Yeah, IMDb just from the top you've got Common in there, you've got Seth MacFarlane, Hugh Jackman, Kate Winslet, and that's just on the first page. I know um, Chloe Moretz is in there, Naomi Watts. Anna Faris, Chris Pratt, Emma Stone, like 
Richie Gears, the whole way through Justin Long, Kristen Bell. So that was, I don't know how they convinced these people to do that. I feel like I should maybe rewatch it because I did enjoy it, but then mentioned... everything in my being tells me how horrific it was. Yeah. <laughs> you've, you've mentioned Seth MacFarlane as well. A Million Days, A Million Ways to Die in the West is a little bit like that as well. I, I, I came out of the cinema not really knowing how I felt about that either. But like that, that is very much, is very much a, like a real time Family Guy episode, but with a narrative, with a, and I used the word loosely, but narrative. <laughs> I, it's set in the West and it's about. It's I thought about it benefited me that I hadn't watched Family Guy at that point. Uh, probably. Like I saw, I saw Ted before I'd seen Family Guy properly. Like I knew when he does the imitation yeah. of um, like uh, Peter Griffin in there, then I was like, okay, but. Yeah, I hadn't watched it properly, so I think it maybe helped when I first saw Ted and A Million Ways to Die in the West. Yeah, A Million Ways to Die in the West is basically just like them trying to do, trying to fit in 25 cutaway gags from Family Guy, or more, <laughs> probably more than 25. I may have watched that with you, but I'm not certain. Uh, I think we did. Yeah. Um, if we go... So, um, do I get everyone's... Um, what they love most about Anchorman? Yeah. A little tangent mm-hmm. there when I mentioned uh, Movie 43. Uh, one nitpick then, if we go to you first, Keenan, a nitpick from Dumb and Dumber. Hmm, I'm not great at these. Uh, a nitpick from Dumb and Dumber. I actually struggled for one from this as well. It doesn't want to be negative. No, it's not. Look, Jesus, you know me, man. I've got no problem with that. Um, <laughs> a nitpick from Dumb and Dumber. Uh, I'm torn. The ending, whilst it is funny, does annoy me. Um, they oh, spend because you want to be on the bus a little bit, but also they spend the whole film chasing a girl. Then they've put a but I know this is why it's funny, but they've just they've moved halfway across the country to try and chase this bird, and then next thing you know, oh no, we're all right. Even all dumb right. guys got dicks, aren't they? They'll they, they be looking at <laughs> her and thinking, We're on that the old bus. film is about the, the film turns into a love triangle, <laughs> albeit she's married and they they aren't to know, but. They, they're both chasing her. That's why he poisons, poisons him with the X-Lax. And then right at the end, like, <laughs> no, no, you're all right. Yeah, it's that way. Come on now. Yeah, I'd probably, I'd probably agree there, because I really couldn't think of one. My, and... my nitpick was that they were ever in employment to be stacked. Obviously, it was a limo <laughs> driver and there's a dog room. They would never have a job. So <laughs> the limo driver bit is, is mental. <laughs> I'm a limo driver. It's okay when he runs onto the, the fairway on the plane. But I will say, I will say, TK is right. The fact that they've both got passable, they're able to maintain and operate heavy machinery is a, a mastery. My nitpick for Anchorman, I think I said this before, is the ending. I've never found the ending funny at all. No, but like the entire scene, in, in, including the bear, it was really. I've watched it each time and I always want to turn it off before it gets to that bit because I watch it shaking my head. But I thought it could have done, I know that was supposed to be the big closer, but if it was going to be higher up among my all time favourites, then the ending would have to be different. But I'm not sure what you two think. No, I get that. The ending's not spectacular, isn't spectacular. That being said, um, I, I couldn't give them a better ending. So I, That's the problem, isn't it? Yeah. What is, is the. But then we're not we're not paid to do that. I no, it's true. What would be? Uh, do you, either of you to have a nitpick, Frank Command? None of Vince Vaughn. 
Good show. Yeah. Very true. Um, that is it, it, the couple of scenes he's in. He's decent, even at the end where he goes, looks like he's going to throw one bird and go off the ladder. <laughs> it's probably the highlight of the ending. Um, this is odd because I do like all four of them. I do think there are times in the film where the other three get a little bit left behind. And I think as a four, they are fantastic. So I don't know if it would have probably up the detriment to the film, actually, if they did it my way. But I might have just included a little more Champ, a little more Brian, <laughs> and a little more Brick. <laughs> okay. um, last scene standing then. So as it stands, the Pursuit of Happiness scene from Project X is uh, sat on the throne. Do either of you think there is a scene from one of these films that can knock it off its perch? The fight from Anchorman? Yeah, that was my sort of contribution to it as well. All right, so it's kind of similar to last week. I still prefer the Project X one, but as is a three today, there's no there's no room for a tie. So if you two prefer that, then that is going to take the perch, or if there's one from Dumb and Dumber... And that's the case as well. If I did have, if I was going to put one forward from Anchorman, it was going to be the opening scene or the fight. Yeah, the opening scene is class too. Huh? Um, do I prefer it? Oh, it's tough. It is tough. I feel like for me, I'm not going to know if one beats the project next one until it's in front of me because... I mean, as I said, I thought that and the spa scene were the two standouts for me. So once it got past that, I was like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> right now. I've been looking down the bracket. Um, I would, it's, it's like a singular thing. If you gave me five minutes, if you gave me five minutes to watch, you said, oh, you can watch either one and you've got five minutes. I think, yeah, I'd take, I'd take the fight from Anchorman. Fall on your shoulders, TK. We're in a similar situation with the Sparsi, but I'd say the, the fight scene is obviously funnier. Which is the better scene. I'll roll with the Project X. Once I just... Yeah. I'm not to mad fight at, another day. I'm not mad at either. I can see... like I, Whilst the, the Sparsi scene's obviously funnier... I think if you gave me five minutes and asked me to watch one, I'd take Project X, but mm. I do take, for all that it encompasses, I take the fight, not just the funny, like the the, phys- the physicality, etc., and the, the visual gags. I do take the, the, the fight from Anchorman. I think if um, that scene comes out on top, we might have to get uh, JB on the final episode of the series to accept the award. Correct. Or, yep. Yeah, that would be, be amazing, to be fair. It'll tell us how wrong we are again. Like when, he, like when we told, told him Project X was better than, uh, better than Borat, he'd be like, what the hell is wrong with you guys? Yeah. Confirmed, he just thinks we're three dickheads. Don't he? Every, <laughs> every time we gave him the opinion, he was like, no, nope. All right, so final point before we get to the scores. So a line from the film that would work as a Tinder bio. There are a lot of lads, I think, who have literally made their identity by putting Anchorman lines in their Tinder bio. So <laughs> there should be a lot from there. Dumb and Dumber, does anyone want to kick us off? I have a couple, so I'll let uh, someone jump in first if they have one. No, you go first. Let me have a think. All right. Um, according to the map, we've only gone four inches was one. I... <laughs> 
<laughs> and uh, I feel like a schoolboy again. A schoolboy desperately wants to make sweet, sweet love to you. Yeah, uh, which is better than the reverse when he shouts, I want to make love to a schoolboy. <laughs> yeah, that was... Uh, <laughs> probably can't have that as a Tinder bar now. I think you go to jail. So you're telling me there's a chance was another one yeah. I had down as well. <laughs> so you're telling me there's a chance we'll be, we'd go in there. Um, I think one of the things I like most about Tom and Dummer is the gifts that came through. Yeah, the, the memes. The, the Him meme winding of... down the window is <laughs> an all-time fave. Um, no, I can't say I've got many. Nice set of hooters you got there if you're going for the cheeky <laughs> angle. Yeah, lovely. <laughs> If, if we go on to Anchorman, I, I tried to go for some aside from the standard ones that we've probably heard a million times before, like, I'm kind of a big deal. And weirdly, <laughs> people use the mahogany one a lot, which... Yeah, I can see it. <laughs> birds are swiping through, they must see that about 5,000 times if you swipe. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go see if we can make this little kitty purr was uh, what I had. That was more of a see if we can get this kitty purr. <laughs> That's the smell of desire, my lady. Uh, um, surely, just surely some lyrics from Afternoon Delight will just suffice as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is your doctor. I have your pregnancy report here. And guess what? You got knocked up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's leave the mothers out of this. <laughs> probably, probably a lot of birds' uh, mums that you probably wouldn't want to meet. So <laughs> yeah, get things out there true. from the start. No, that's and very true. She's probably just going to read that as literal, though. Oh, okay, we've got a pig in. And uh, if I would give you some money out of my wallet, would that ease the pain? <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. <too. laughs> that's probably your best, actually. So I can give I can give the result to you now. Um, fairly conclusive. Yeah, I can imagine. It did end ten-one uh, to Anchorman which I think is going to upset a lot of people who voted on that poll of ours. <laughs> yeah, I was I was surprised by that as well, actually. I don't know if you saw that, TK. It was a 75-25 split in Dumb and Dumber's favour. Jesus. Yeah. The fans know what they like. I would have thought I'd just be one of those ones on a poll as well that really yeah, takes same. off. Because mm. I put up uh, the one we'll get into next, uh, Step Brothers and Harold and Kumar, and usually people vote, and that's how people reply and saying, what is the point in this poll? We've got a bracket going here. I didn't make the matchup. Jeez. <laughs> Aggressive Americans at about three o'clock in the morning over here, I'm having to defend our bracket. Def- defend our bracket. Well, listen Incredible. to the podcast. Listen to so, the pod and you'll find yeah. out what's the point. So run, running through here the, the way it went. So which did you prefer? That was 3-1 in favour of Anchorman. Was it you that gave Dumb and Dumber, Keenan, from memory? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. can defend it if you like. No, no, i wasn't saying like that, but I've just I'm surprised, I couldn't remember whose it was. So I think I'm pretty sure I gave my rewatch to Dumb and Dumber as well. Um, yeah, so it was 3 1 Anchorman again in favour of um, rewatchability. I'm well aware that I'm well aware Anchorman is a better film, but there is something that's like it's hard. I watched Dumb and Dumber, me and my sister must have seen Dumb and Dumber as probably about 30 times as children, so every time I see it now. There is a nostalgia element to it, and I still, I still love it now. And I still well, I've had the same. Rory said the same, so I don't know if you and him, your childhood was just sat and watching Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> no, not quite. <laughs> but like, it's something I've seen, seen 
hundreds of times and I still love it now when I watch it as an adult but when I watch it there is a nostalgic a nostalgia factor to it 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 was unanimous um, in favour of Anchorman for best quote best uh, most quotable best moment slash scene and best side character yeah. Um, yeah. it was 3-1 Anchorman in favour of um, Bigger Impact yeah Originality was 3-1 as well in favour of Anchorman. Yeah. MVP was 4-0 in favour of Anchorman. Yeah. Best Soundtrack was 3-1 in favour of Anchorman. I'm assuming Afternoon Delight swayed that for the most part. Dumb and Dumb has a far superior soundtrack. I'm oh, you I, voted there, then. I was going to say, I, I voted for Dumb and Dumb as best soundtrack as well. Did you? Maybe I've read that wrong. Let me zoom in. Yeah, I was looking at uh, ending. No, okay. sense. All right, so we got tie there. Then we have um, three-one in favour of the ending to Dumb and Dumber, and then the. I voted for that as well, so that shouldn't be getting blurred. No, I voted Three... for it. In favour to Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, yeah I voted for better, yeah. better ending for. Those are the only two votes I gave Dumb and Dumber for better ending. Yeah, and best three, three, yeah, Dumb and Dumber took ending 3-1. Oh, Sean yeah, yeah. gave it I'm to Anchorman. And then chemistry was... Just check, I'm not sure if I saw mine in chemistry. Chemistry was a tie, so... Okay. I just yeah, read that yeah. wrong when I tallied it up, so it was 9-1 with uh, two ties. Okay. So, either way, still very conclusive. Yeah, I just uh, should probably use bigger than size 11 font with my eyes. <laughs> but there we go. So that goes through to the next round. So it is gradually filling up there. And so that goes through to face. That's my boy in round three. <laughs> so if we said ridiculous, <laughs> then. I mean, it, it looks like we've planned the way it matches up because you've got super bad American Pie in that round. You've got That's My Boy, Anchorman, and then we'll get into deciding the next uh, round three matchup uh, later this evening. So thanks again for listening to another edition of Movie Madness. Come back tomorrow where there'll be another episode for you. Goodbye.